Father Michael Voidhofer will join us momentarily. Again, if you see my Father Michael uh, on the roads here, headed out to 132nd and A, just pull aside pull like over. you would for any other emergency vehicle. Right. I have no doubt that he'll be here. The man was on Carathon, rocked it, and uh, with uh, 11 minutes left to go to celebrate Mass, left this studio and made it back to St. Robert's, <laughs> following all legal traffic uh, laws. Well, of course, of course. Absolutely. He is coming from the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, so I'm sure. Oh, that, is he? Yes. He said Mass. Wow. Now he's driving on the way. You're kidding me. Well, I mean, you know, priests just don't mess around. They don't waste any time. That's so the, he's either he's either saying mass or gonna say mass exactly and and, the, and he fits in the, a little bit of daybreak right after that right all exactly. right nicely done all right well we are going to be talking about having faith like a child Rachel coming yes, up with father we are and um, you know we actually have Nikki Schaefer in the studio with us um, uh, who is also going to speak with. Uh, Father Michael Voidhofer about this, but Jesus says, you know, unless you have faith like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And it's so clear. I mean, what Jesus says is so, so clear. Uh, But what's not clear is how exactly do you go about being like a child? (laughs) I mean, what does that mean for adults? And, And we've talked about this a little bit before on the show, but um, it's certainly worth talking about to the extent that we all just really understand it and really know how to digest it because um, it seems Father. pretty essential. Nice. Oh, there he Father. is. Nice. Wow. Oh, there he goes. Right here from Mass and, and uh, nicely done. I mean, yeah. Father, how did you get here so fast? Obey the traffic rules. Uh, Obeyed all yeah. traffic yeah. rules. Praise God. Holy Spirit, <laughs> let him. That's right. Let him with wings. No nice. cops were out. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and even if they awesome. were, Father, you just. God is good. It's the collar, man. All the time. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm on my way to daybreak, officer. The collar, man. <laughs> let him <laughs> off the hook, just right? Just show him the collar. <laughs> yeah, right? Come on. Not that no, that had ever happened. It's right, the Cardinals right. hat. The cop is a Cardinals fan. Yeah. Right. I couldn't so. find my Nebraska hat. There you go. <laughs> so I right. put on my Cardinals. You're good to go. Awesome. It is 7.04, and Father Michael Voidhofer joins us from the associate pastor from St. Robert Bellarmine, where we just celebrated Mass, and to talk about having faith like a child. Father, before we do that, though, i got to thank you for being here last week. Uh, oh, the time that you were here welcome. rocked oh, yes. the carathon, and we really appreciate that. You, my friend, can give an excellent money talk. I don't want that to get out because they may make you give another one. But uh, <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, praise God. God so. made paper, we make money. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about having faith like a child, Father yeah. and Nikki. Yes. Um, and, I mean, start us off a little bit. I mean, how, how, do, we, how do we start uh, going well, through today, this Well, today, you know, what's cool about today, too, is, you know, I just finished Mass and um, Jesus is still in me. Yeah. All right. It's awesome, huh? It's That's really cool to think right about. Like we're tabernacles of the of the Lord, and He's He's still in me. He's still moving and living, and hopefully, I let Him live all day. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So Amen. you know, today we celebrate the the feast day of Saint Teresa of the Little Flower, right? Yeah. So hey. it's a perfect way to begin this little five part series of talking about the the child's heart and the father's heart, and you can't really understand the the child's heart and without the father's heart and you can't understand the father's heart without the child's heart because we reflect each other you know the the heart of the child is reflective of the the heart of the father the love of the father so that's important for our prayer lives but you know t- this morning's mass reading fits perfectly with with today um which we might not have thought about but it actually does 
God is all providential and amazing. It says here, an argument arose among the disciples about which of them was the greatest. Jesus realized the intention of their hearts and took a child and placed it by his side and said to them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. For the one who is least among all of you is the one who is the greatest. So he, you know, the Lord, right off there at the liturgy in the Mass, he's teaching us right there that the least among us is the greatest. And he chooses a child to teach the apostles. Like, think about that. The apostles are taught by a child. And that's so important today for us to understand that, you know, God wants us to learn about his heart by watching and contemplating the child's heart. And that's why the little flower was so amazing because she was so simple and she displayed so many of these childlike traits. Mm. And, and the traits of a child's heart are important to reflect upon. So today, in this day, um, in this first part of this five-part series here in October, we're going to look at some of the traits of the child's heart and how that can reflect something of the father's heart. Because the problem is, is we have a screwed up image of the father. That's why we can't be childlike. Like if a child knows that a parent isn't lovingly embracing them and giving them freedom and permission to be childlike, that child will fail to be child. He or she won't be childlike anymore because they feel pressured. They feel oppressed. They feel enslaved in bondage. They might not use those words, but that's the truth. So the image the child has of the father will reflect how the child lives his or her life out. So our image of God the father has tons to do of how we actually live our lives from moment to moment to moment. Or perhaps we think a lot about the past or a lot about the future. That would reflect something of my knowledge of the father. So it's important that we look at some of these traits and I was going to let Nikki talk a little bit about some of these traits because she's a mom and... I think it's an awesome thing that we could have a mom here to ponder with us and reflect on these these childlike traits um, that that we all need to strive to embody in flesh and embrace. Um, So and then again, this is this is a spirituality, right? The the Teresa of the little Teresa of the little flower, she had this um, childlike spirituality, um, the simple little way of little of the little flower. And so we we just turn to turn to God and and ask through a mom's eyes, you know, Nikki's eyes, uh, what is it? What is it that she sees in her children, you know, that that reflects something of the father's heart. For me, you know, when I when I first had my children and when I was called to stay home full time, that scripture for it is to such as these that the chill that the kingdom of heaven belong to that just struck my heart so much because i thought you know jesus is telling us that our kids have the keys to the kingdom and i am blessed to have them around me i am blessed to be surrounded by these guys so i made the choice that i was going to sit and learn from my children and i began to just watch them play and I began to journal what I witnessed. And I'm going to just start by sharing with you one of those journal entries that I found this morning from 2000, 12 years ago when I had my first son. And, and it says, 
Lord God, I praise you and I thank you for the gift of today. Being able to stay home with Ben, such a joy he is. Through him, I am learning. I am appreciating the miracle of life so much more. To see a child, a baby laugh and giggle and grow and delight in life in the simplest of things. A handle on the edge of a coffee table. He used to tinker with this little handle on the edge of the coffee table. Crawling up a stair, flicking a light on, studying a leaf, feeling the tickle of a comb across his head, picking up a ball, smiling. Ben, you delight in utter amazement at things that I pass by daily without a thought. Yet by your delight and insistent pause at these simple things, I am learning to pause and delight in them as well. Mm. Thank you for teaching me to find joy and amazement in these simple, small, daily things. Thank you for beckoning me to notice these and to delight in them. Thank you for being my teacher too. Hmm. And when I when I reflect on that, I I think children are so simple. Yeah, they are so simple. They delight in a leaf and a blade of gla- grass and flicking that light on. They cause us to see the miracle of life again. They cause us to see life anew again. They cause us to pause. Children are slow, right? Children, children take their time in seeing things and noticing things. They notice everything. And we as adults, somewhere along the way, we get so fast, we get so quick, we get just moving, moving, and we miss the miracles of life. Hmm. They see them. And if we are paying attention, then our children lead us to see them again as well. Amen. Yeah, and you know, see, that's, that's just taking time to observe children. Yeah. I think that's what we kind of want to impress upon all the listeners today is take time. You know, what a, as a mom and a dad, what a gift it is to have someone in front of you mm-hmm. that's closer to heaven than you are. Amen. You know, children chronologically are closer to heaven than we are because they just are fresh from the Father's heart. You know, God brings them into existence and being, and they're closer to the Father's heart than we are just because they haven't been um, uh, intoxicated by the worldly mindset, the corporate mind. Like, our children aren't to be corporate leaders. Our children are to be kingdom leaders. They're to be people, little ones that lead us into the kingdom. And I'd like to read a scripture from Isaiah eleven six, kind of backing up and affirming what Nikki is saying here. It says, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard lie down with the kid and the calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. That's scripture. A little child shall lead them. And we might ask, where does a little child lead us as adults? And what I like to suggest is a little child leads us into the kingdom. Children are keys to the kingdom of God. So when you watch a child and you observe a little child, why is it that a child is never wearing a watch and saying, Mom and Dad, uh, we got to hit this next appointment in about five minutes? <laughs> no, that definitely or, never happens. Or, hey, that. Mom. <laughs> hey, Dad, did you, you guys pay that uh, electric Amen. bill today? Hey, Dad, you paid electric bill? 
Oh, we got to put gas in the car. Look at that. <laughs> you know, like, um, right. who's going to the store today? Now, kids don't, they don't think like that because they're so in the moment. They're so wrapped up exactly. in being present to the present moment that they, they just live in the moment. They are totally enwrapped and absorbed in the present moment. And that's why Jesus or the scripture here is saying, the eternal word is saying to us, and a little child shall lead them. So for such belongs the kingdom of God. And Christ is saying that because children display traits, they enflesh traits that we're all to learn to reflect upon. These are kingdom traits. These are traits of the kingdom of God. And as we watch a child, naturally, if you watch adults, as soon as they start playing with a little child, they start to recover their identity. Like children help us. You know, like one of the things that Nikki and I were talking about this, that we were laughing, it's like everyone should raise their hand and say, Hi, my name's <laughs> Father Michael Voidhofer, and I'm in AA Adults Anonymous. <laughs> I'm an AA member, meaning I am an adult, and I've lost my childlike spirit. Mm. And remember, we're, just, we're not talking about childishness. We're talking about childlikeness, where children are totally, absolutely dependent on mom and dad to provide, mm. and therefore that frees them up to be who God made him to be. And, and as they grow, the temptation and tendencies, which we'll talk on later on in the, in the next few weeks, how the child is attacked, you know, and, and the spirit of the child's spirit is attacked. And, and then we'll go on, we're going to talk about how do we combat that as good wives and good mothers, as good husbands and good fathers, as, as men and women of God. And then we'll go on to, you know, later on to talk about the healing of, this child in each of us mm. so there's a process here that god wants to lead us the little flower is a perfect day to start this because she understood that and you know and she had it she had a devotion to the holy face okay the holy face of jesus is a reflection of the father because i and the father are one he says you know you can't talk about christ without talking about the father and you can't talk about the father without talking about christ and so again this this Jesus was a 33-year-old child spirit. He never lost his child spirit. And this is what Satan wants so much is to cause us to lose these childlike traits, this childlike spirit. And, and you know, some of the traits, you know, that Nikki was speaking about, you know, I think love. Think about children, how they display love, mm. how affectionately, how radically, how, like, just they, they run and jump into your arms you know, they just throw themselves. And and what's so awesome about kids, too, is they truly draw people together in that love. I mean, I there are so many times where I'm at the grocery store and my little child, you know, waves at that old woman who's, you know, by herself and looking lonely. And because they wave and because they're just filled with such love, that little old lady comes over and says, hi, how are you? And we strike up a conversation and it was that little child that brought us together. There are so many times that happens and people are drawn to love. Children just exude love. People are drawn to love and that calls the love out in them. Yeah, and children, you know, in a profound sense, children are, they are being. They're human beings, they're not human doings. We, we, it's like Amen. we start to evolve from human beings to human doings as we go through life. Amen. Then we have to recover that as, as, as we get older, right? You see that happen. We start as children, like I said, naked we come into the world, naked we leave this world. Amen. So there's this, this, this innocence that we start with, it, which we kind of lose, and then God slowly by grace brings us back into that innocence. 
Amen. And and it's it's so powerful and and so beautiful. And you know, it's like every child, like the Lord was showing me this in prayer. Every child is an extension, a sacramental extension of the incarnation. If you think about that, every child that you see is a sacramental extension of the incarnation, meaning they in their very little beings make visible an invisible reality. They make visible the incarnational reality of the word becoming flesh. Because remember, how did we how are we created? If we read in John chapter one of, of John's gospel, the prologue, what do we read there? It says right off the bat in the beginning there, John says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Then it says here, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made. In him was life. That's another trait of a child. Very life, full of life, energy, right? We all know children have tons of energy. <laughs> a lot of that energy is because they're so free of all the lies. They haven't yet, sadly, they haven't, you know, we get all these lies in us, but children are, they're in the truth. Amen. They know the truth of love. They, they exude and, and reflect what they believe. So children exude and reflect the love they believe in. And so these are traits, again, that you can ponder and reflect upon in your own lives. And as, as father's talking, I'm having this image in my heart of my 21-month-old last night was just running around naked in circles, just <laughs> running around naked in circles with his arms up in the air, just laughing. And I think that right there speaks so much of several traits in a child. You know, their, their vulnerability, they just are who they are, and they're free to be, be who they are, and they find great joy in that. Their simplicity, you know, they find such joy in the simple. They don't need much. They just find such joy so easily. And their trust, you know, he doesn't need clothes on. He can just run around and be free. <laughs> it's just so beautiful to watch them and to witness as a mother. Nikki Schaefer joins us as well on the Spirit Catholic Radio Network with Rachel. And before we went to break, we were talking about those traits. And a couple of the ones that I that I wrote down were affection and they have so much energy. They're free. They're vulnerable. They're simple. Uh, and I mean, all of these traits, I'm like, I, I want to be that. Yes. You know, I mean, you're automatically drawn to all uh, those traits. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's more. There yeah. are more traits. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, dependency is a big one, right? Dependency. That's what makes a child so free is they're dependent upon someone they trust. And they're dependent upon the parent for everything. They're dependent upon us for their physical needs, but also their emotional needs, their affirmation. They're always saying, Mommy, you know, look at me. Look what I'm doing. Watch me swing on the swing. You know, they they want our affirmation. They're they're dependent on that. Yeah. And, you know, another one is thinking about humility, right? Children are very humble. They're they're just very, you know, they're they're brutally honest. I think that's a part of humility, right? They're there's no filter there. It's like you're ugly. They'll just tell you, you know. <laughs> or hey, uh, they're honest. Your hair looks so your true. hair looks bad, mom. Or your your dad, you look old. You know, they don't they don't like they don't filter out. They aren't politicians. Right. Thank God. That's right. And in, in regards to that too, I mean. They express everything, right? If they don't get their milk when they want it, by golly, they throw themselves on the floor and they have a tantrum, you know? And, and in the same way, you know, we, God wants us to express our feelings with him. 
He wants mm-hmm. us to come to him and say, you know, that really hurt when that happened. That really stung. That was really hard for me, Father. Yeah. He wants us to come to him with everything. Yeah, And that's why prayer, I think this is where people get stuck in prayer. And I think the, the purpose of today, contemplating the child, is to teach us the spirit we need to have when we pray. You know, the child exudes a, a spirit that is brutally just honest. We got to be honest when we pray. If we don't start with honesty, then how can we possibly pray? And a lot of times we don't give ourselves permission to say, you know, I really don't like that person. You know, like, or for example, Father, I was listening to Father Gallagher's uh, uh, series on discernment last night. And, and one of the things he said in there, he says, if we're honest, when we're done praying, I'm glad I'm done with prayer. Like, can right. I say that? Am I allowed to say, well, like, thank God I'm done with prayer today? You know, and Paul says pray without ceasing. But there is a sense where my official prayer period is over. I feel good. I want to go now and, you know, whatever, grab something to eat or hang out with a friend. Like, we, we have this fear of like, well, we can't tell God that we're angry or we're mm-hmm. frustrated or we're, we're just can't be honest. Then children do not have that element because their understanding of the father's heart is someone that's open. Their arms are open. The father's arms are open. That's why on the cross, Christ's arms are open to embrace us. So there's this open embrace of the father to wherever you are, whatever you're going through, no matter how messy, how nasty it, it might seem to you, God's ready to receive it. And if you don't believe that, then that's where, again, you need to recover from your adult mindset, if you will, this this worldly corporate attitude of, you know, you can't say that because it's not going to help you climb the ladder. You can't say that because it's not going to help you um, get farther along and more, more money and have this and that. Like, that stuff isn't going to free you to be the person that you're created to be. And this is, again, important because I, I one of the things, you know, children invest in the most useless of activities. Well, we might ask, you know, the children just play with boxes. Like, if you started playing with a box at your workplace, they'd look at you like, <laughs> no. something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, they sent out a memo about that yeah, yeah. last week. So, uh, I'm with you on that. Right, it might draw a few stairs. By yeah. useless, uh, by our definition of society, which yeah. is right. success useless. and money That's and right. climbing the ladder. Yeah, Useless, because there's no further end to achieve. Like, <laughs> Father Barron says that in one of his videos on the Eucharist. You know, he's like, Aristotle actually said the most meaningful things in life are the most useless of activities. And what he meant was there's no further end to achieve. You are there. Like sitting with friends talking. That's the end. There's no mm-hmm. further end. Yeah. Like That's a useless activity to the world. But to the children of God, that's the most, you could say, I guess, useful, most growing in relationship and love. And, and, and I'd like you to just you know challenge yourselves today to, Start watching and observing children. Mm. You know, it says Mary, for example, Nikki, you want to share, she was saying something about Our Lady. <clears throat> there, There's very few scripture that is written about the child Jesus. And I think we have to, you know, really pay attention to those as parents and, and look at where was Mary in that. And I think about when Jesus was found in the temple, you know, scripture tells us that Mary pondered that in her heart. And I just envision Mary looking at Jesus, looking at what he was doing, looking at the whole situation and taking all of that in. And that is our call as parents as well, to look at our child, to look at who they are. They're all different. They're all made differently by the Father in heaven. Look at them, take them into our hearts, look at the situation, 
ponder that. Share it with the Father. Let him speak to us what that child needs, how to parent them, how to love them. And so in the same way, you know, we are called to ponder our children as Mary did. And that's what we are inviting you yeah. to do. Contemplate God through your children. That's, that, that's what we want. Contemplate the Father's heart through your child's heart. Absolutely. And, and that's where you go to your journal. We, we really want to encourage you to take a, a, a prayer journal and, and write down. Take, take time this week to you know, observe your children playing in the yard. You know, don't say anything, don't impose anything, you know, let them play, rest in the Lord and just watch them and enjoy them and write down what you see. You know, this is some things that Nikki was reflecting on and she's she just saying, you know, that, you know, bring this into your prayer and, and ask God to speak to you through your children. Like the word becomes flesh through your children. And it shouldn't surprise us as we'll speak next week, why the enemy is attacking children, specifically in abortion which has mm, to do with yeah. ultimately a spiritual abortion that's occurred in our society. Mm. We've all spiritually aborted the child within us. Therefore, the natural follow-through would be, or the unnatural follow-through would be to, to abort the child physically. Mm. So this abortion issue has to do with the rejection of the child's spirit. And the child's spirit threatens humanity. And that's what I, you know, why are we afraid of children? Because children call us out of control and to trust everything into the Father's hands. Mm. And that's scary for adults. Like, I want the steering wheel. Jesus, you take the driver's seat. I'm driving today because I don't trust where you're going to take me. I don't trust where you're going to lead me. And then we wonder why we're filled with anxiety, stress, depression, why our society is so indulgent. Because when you're so anti-child in your, in your own human spirit, you've killed your own child's spirit. So to that degree, you're going to have pain. And how are you going to deal with your pain? Food, drink, sex. You're going to use something to numb the pain. And the pain mm -hmm. ultimately is the rejection of the child in your own heart. And that rejection of the child is, I believe, the, the number one root issue of our society's issues and problems. Going from divorce, abortion, contraception, all the way down the line, euthanasia, starving, hungry children, um, greed, all of these sins, all the seven capital sins are root at fear of being like a child. Because if you're childlike, it's because you know the Father's love. And you know the Father's love because you've accepted who you are. If the Word made you, then embrace the Word. Who's the Word? Jesus. And He's in your flesh. So embrace the Word in your flesh. You're embracing the child. And if you embrace the child and Jesus in you as he made you you're living as you're made you're acting as you're made you're going to think as you're made and you're going to basically proclaim to the world th this truth and you know it's just a powerful powerful thought as jesus says whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me do you hear that <laughs> whoever receives Amen. one child such as this in my name receives george no Receives Susan. No. Receives me. So you receive God to the degree you receive the child. And whoever receives me, Jesus says, receives not me, but the one who sent me. So you receive the child, you receive Jesus. You receive Jesus, you receive the Father. Boom. Done. Math awesome. equation awesome. is solved. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. it. Yeah. You live in that. You move in that. You have mm. Jesus says, in me you live and move and have your being not your doing, 
You have your being in me. Unless you can be in him and rest in him, you can't you can't do things right. And yeah. everything we do will always be ordered toward, you know, approving of ourselves rather than approving of God. Hmm. And saying, look at God, look what he did. Look how he loves me. Look how he's forgiven me. Look how he's patient with me. Look how joyful the father is when he looks at me. Look how playful I can be throughout my day, even at work, because this God of mine loves me so much. And if people are jealous because you're joyful, tough. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if people are jealous because you're joyful and you're playful and you're free, don't let other people's jealousy of your freedom and joy rob you of the kingdom of God. Live in it. Proclaim it. Step into it. The Antichrist hates children. And that's what we're going to talk about next time. But this time, you know, Nikki, would like to just, you know, encourage you to journal and pray and to talk about, you know, some of these amazing blessings we have right in front of us in the little children that God and, gives us. And I want to say, too, for those of you who are listening who aren't parents and who don't have those children right in front of you, go to a park. Go somewhere where children are and just sit there for 30 minutes and just watch the children play and write down what you see in the, those children and reflect on that. You know, how does that speak to your heart? Where yeah. are those spaces in your heart that maybe you've closed off the child? Where are those spaces that maybe you feel uncomfortable? Journal about that with the father. Talk to him. Hear what he says to you. Provide that quiet space where you can listen to his heart and receive what he wants to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah, journal it out. Journal out the father's heart. And, mm -hmm. and he's speaking through the children. So let the children challenge you. That's what I want you to do. Let the kids challenge you to, you know, step into their shoes. Because you, 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 we've all lost. That's what original sin is. It's losing childlike spirit. Satan gave us a bad image of the father that caused us to live in fear and grab for the tree of knowledge. We grab for knowledge. We grab for knowledge. You don't have to grab for anything. You've been given everything through the Father who loves you. So, you know, just, and we're going to put some scriptures up as well that you can actually take into prayer and meditate upon. And again, ask the St. Teresa, the little flower, to intercede for you to have this child spirit today, you know, to enter into this child spirit, um, the, the spirit of, of Jesus. And only through the Holy Spirit can we, we have that spirit of a child. You know, and for example, 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, the Father calls us children, and that's what we are. He's saying, what, what's going on here is He's reminding the people, you guys forgot who you are. You've forgotten your identity. You've forgotten who you are. You've forgotten the, the childlike spirit. You've forgotten the truth. And he's reminding them. And he's saying, the world won't acknowledge children because children don't have any utility. Hmm. Meaning, what, what is this kid going to do for me? Yeah. What's amazing is that child is going to bring you back to God. But we're killing kids. <laughs> Not good. How can we bring people back to God if yeah. we're eliminating the very exactly. ones who will lead us back to God? Amen. Shows you who's behind that. Uh, right. Satan? What do you think, guys? <laughs> there you go. I, I think uh, you're right, Father. <laughs> I think you're right. Amazing. 
Oh, thank you so much, Father Voidhofer and Nikki Schaefer, for coming in and talking to us about ch- the child. Uh, we'll be continuing this uh, as October goes on every Monday at 7. And uh, but just thank you very much. And Father, before you go, can we have your blessing? Yeah. Father, we ask you to send your spirit upon us, the spirit that causes us and creates in us your new life. This Holy Spirit, Lord, that allows us to be born again as children, to live in the kingdom, to move in the kingdom, to dwell in the kingdom, to think like people of the kingdom. So we ask, Lord, for the courage, the power of your spirit to live like children today. Bless all unborn babies, wherever they are, and the mothers and fathers. Lord, bless every husband and wife and parent and every person across this earth, especially here in Omaha and all the listening area, Lincoln and Grand Island. Everyone, Lord, just fill them with a childlike heart. And we pray through the intercession of St. Teresa, the little flower. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Father Nikki, for coming in this morning. That was fantastic.